Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that being dilly. Don't go wrong with nilly. Seems to us kind of silly. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, I'm Paul. I'm one of your hosts, and uh, just doing the intro for you guys today. Not too much in today's intro, just a little bit of house cleaning for you guys. Uh, First and foremost, don't forget the brand new Misfit Faction uh, store is now live on our website. If you guys go to themisfitfaction.com and click on Misfit Store, you'll find links to all of our brand new products, including t-shirts and stickers. We have shirts for all of our main shows, not only MF Uncensored, but also the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. And also, if you guys guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you've been listening to us for the last couple of months. Maybe you've always wanted to and you just don't know how to start. We are now part of Podbean's affiliate program where if you guys go to our link, podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you will get a free month of podcasting on us. That is a thank you from us to our very loyal listeners, our loyal fans over the years. Uh, We love you guys and we want to see people uh, thrive and do their own thing. We love seeing creative people. We love uh, inspiring creative people. So if you can, again, if you guys go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, that's a free month of podcasting on us. Also, if you guys have your own business or you have a product or service that you're trying to promote and you want to sell, we also have our advertising program. Now, podcasts are some of the most popular things that are around nowadays. Everybody knows about podcasts. It's a lot different than it was years ago, and there are literally billions of podcasts out there. So if you have something that you're trying to advertise, small business, online service, anything like that, We have a gift for you guys. It's $100 of free advertising on us. And that's not just on our show. That's on any podcast that Podbean hosts. If you go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you can find that link. Again, that's $100 off of advertising for you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction. And of course, can't not mention our favorite energy drink, Raise Energy from Rep Sports. If you guys are looking for that afternoon pick-me-up, you're looking to kill that workout, Go to repsports.com and enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout, and you guys will get 20% off on us. And uh, that pretty much wraps up our intro for uh, you guys. Uh, We have a great episode coming up today. We have uh, Sophia V from Vocal Minds Podcast. Now, Sophia is also a very uh, prominent Twitch streamer. I'll be honest, I went into this interview not knowing too much about Twitch, but uh, I got a chance to talk to her and talk to her about all sorts of things, Twitch, podcasting, being a female in the podcasting world and the streaming world. It's not easy. And also, uh, she's a big wrestling fan. So any of those wrestling fans that are out there, she's uh, quite vocal about it, if you know what I mean. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Sit back and enjoy my interview with Sophia V. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different activities, our reviews, our articles, our podcasts, our shows. Everything is on our website. That's themisfitfaction.com. I am so excited, though, today because it's just me in the studio. This is Paul, by the way, in case you guys don't know, and I have somebody uh, via Zoom, because that's how you do podcast interviews nowadays, via Zoom. And I have from Vocal Minds, 
Miss Sophia V. Sophia, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm living the dream. You know, it's a beautiful Saturday here in New York, and I get to chat with somebody who, like I said, is pretty much one of the, the most active people I've ever seen on social media and on podcasting. <laughs> Thanks. So just so you guys know, podcasting has changed a lot in the last several years. It's now not just an audio show. You have to do a lot to make your podcast stand out, to make yourself stand out. And I connected with Sophia on Facebook because she is one of the most active people I've ever seen in any of the podcast groups. Like, it's it's crazy how much I would suddenly just see my entire news feed was just Sophia V and Vocal Minds. And it inspired me not only to connect with her, but also listen to her podcast. Sophia, tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast. Okay, so I host a podcast where I bring, sorry, where I bring a guest once a week and from various parts of the world, different religions, kind of like to bridge understanding to like the unknown, basically. Oh, that's awesome. And you, your podcast isn't too uh, too old. When did you start it exactly? Well, I only have 11 episodes and I do one a week. Mm -hmm. And there's time, well, I've probably not done one every week. So I think about two months, maybe three months maximum. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see your first episode was with uh, Taj, Taj Director. What was, what was it like to do your very first episode? It was nerve, it's nerve wracking. Honestly, I think now after 11 episodes, I, I am okay. But yeah, it was, I didn't know what I was doing. I never learned podcasting. I just thought, okay, I'm a Twitch streamer. I have quite an audience. Let me start bringing on guests and, and do a podcast. And so I didn't prepare. I had no idea what to do. I did everything wrong in the beginning, spent a lot of money on the wrong things, but you learn as you grow. And yeah. Just getting better. Yeah, you know, podcasting is very, like I said, it's very strange nowadays. And a lot of people, especially, you know, you and I are in very similar podcast promotional groups, uh, podcast networking groups. And no matter what, it always seems like if you post something, there's going to be somebody that's like, hey, I'll make your podcast grow 5,000% for $500 or something along those lines. Have you had to deal with some of those those fake influencer type people yet? Yeah, I've had a lot of people from uh, approach me. I haven't used any of them, but initially I think what I was spending on is writers because I was nervous. I, I had no idea. So I'd be like paying people to write questions for me and do research on the guests because I'm busy. I don't have time to like read their book or whatever. And so, yeah, I would pay writers, uh, well-established writers to write questions for me. And that's probably like my biggest expense because it's weekly and then it would take away from just having a conversation with the guest, you know what I mean? Because I would have these questions and I'd base the whole entire interview on these questions and it just sounded like very formal and it wasn't a conversation. It was more like an interview, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I kind of only now, like my last episode is the first episode I just did just a conversation. Did you find that to be a little bit more... Was it more of a relief or was it a little bit more nerve wracking to kind of have less structure? I thought it would be the worst and most like difficult thing because I, I don't know in my head. I really don't know what I thought. I thought it's not a conversation and you have to be really prim and proper and formal and, and yeah, very like structured and, and 
I was wrong I guess again it's not like I think I was basing my my podcast on like journalism right because right. I do I love like Amanpour and all these like CNN and like Fox News anchors who are very structured in in their conversations and they're people I was kind of like basing my conversation with but my conversation isn't formal so you know I was kind of confused in that sense but you learn as you go along oh yeah absolutely like for us here at our show we started podcasting years ago. We have three different shows. If anybody's ever listened to us, they know we have you know, a show on superhero movies. We have a show on movies, and we have this show. And our earliest episodes were exceptionally structured and very like, all right, we're going to write out our notes. We're going to do all these things. We're going to follow it to the T. I find that just you know, doing some basic research on someone. Like, I follow you on Spotify. I listen to your podcast. I think that's also very important. If I'm going to have somebody on the show, I want to support them. But it's like you said, things things are busy. Like you have Twitch, right? That's your your big thing, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Twitch in itself. I've been on Twitch one time and I was exceptionally overwhelmed. So how did you get into Twitch and do you find it similar to podcasting? Do you find it completely different? Very different. So I'm fine talking alone, which is crazy, right? I can sit in a room and talk for 12 hours. 48 hours, whatever, alone and not have an issue. It's when I started bringing on guests and speaking to other people is when I would get overwhelmed and anxious and I wasn't able to, like, listen to what they were saying because I was too nervous. And so, like, Twitch for me solo has been very easy because you're not speaking to somebody. Like, you're speaking to a chat, which is Mm -hmm. engaging, but it's not the same as someone being right there in front of you which is practically like they're sitting opposite you and I'll tell you like when I first started I used to put a browser over the the call because I couldn't look at my guests I was so like overwhelmed and again like last episode was the first one that I actually did where I was looking at them before I couldn't physically do it like I don't know what kind of limits I put on myself mentally, but I was like, I need to, like, very structured. I can't look at them. And uh, I'm just going to go by these questions. And it was just very, like, there's no chemistry mm-hmm. in the conversations. It was too structured. And again, I'm not a news anchor, so there's no need for that. And so, yeah, it was very hard for me to, like, have someone on and, and look at them, especially if people that I, well, somebody that I really admire, like Dr. Von Ridley, she's like the best female journalist in the world. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe she was there or here speaking to me. And I couldn't even look at her because I was just like in my own head. It's crazy. And it's even crazier. That was like your fifth episode to have somebody on that like you like admire. It, it's really yeah. impressive. You know, I obviously, I like I said, I don't do Twitch. I, I tried it. It really wasn't for me, especially because... I get so distracted when I game that I don't even want to like interact with anybody. So to have somebody who, you know, started podcasting and on their fifth episode gets like a, a huge guest for themselves personally, like how did that feel? First of all, I got into podcasting because I wanted to speak to her and I was like so amazed by this woman, like all the work she was doing, how she got kidnapped by the Taliban. She ended up converting to Islam. And I'm not Muslim, but I admire all the work that she's doing for the Muslim community. And I was so amazed by it. And then I watched Official Secrets, the movie um, with Kira Knightley, where it shows she exposed the UK and the USA for 
spying mm-hmm. on United Nations. And I was like, wow, this woman is just <gasps> amazing. Like I need to speak to her. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I was like, what would be the, the, the way that she would speak to me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to, if I have a podcast, I kind of have, you know, a decent size following on Twitch. So it's an incentive for people to come on. Um, and I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, I'm a Twitch streamer. I love everything that you are doing. You have ever done. I'm like your biggest fan ever. <laughs> Would you come over to Twitch and, and speak with me? And she agreed. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. That, and I remember so on the cool. day I was so nervous. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. That that's like the coolest thing ever, though, because it, it's it's crazy that we live in a world where people are so much more accessible. Like if you wanted to get a guest on your show years ago, you had to find their agent, you had to call their company, they had to arrange it. It was like a whole process. Now, like I was, I listened to a podcast where they were talking about a TV show, and one of the actors started tweeting at them to let him join the video chat so he and he just jumped in that's amazing like you know especially something like twitch you never know who's interacting with your show as it's happening so what's the craziest twitch story you might have then yeah exactly i don't know but i think in the in the in the term of like networking with people that are worth giving your time or platform I think Clubhouse is the best platform Mm -hmm. out there because you can access people that you might not necessarily be able to access and be in the same room with them and you put them on the spot you say hey can you come on my podcast like you're having a conversation you don't need to email them and not worry about not being heard like Clubhouse to me has been revolutionary because you get access to like incredible people that are just sitting there having a conversation and then you can and if they say no at the end of the day there's like 10 million other people so you should you know and so for me like clubhouse has been the best place to find guests Mm -hmm. regarding the podcast but now I'm also you know looking for like normal people who have like very extraordinary or unusual stories every day someone messages me with like something like mind-blowing and I'm like wow that's awesome though like it it's great to have people that are reaching out to you like i'll I'll be honest i'm guilty of it i reached out to you too because like i said we connected on facebook in a lot of groups where there's a lot of people that are just like like my page and i'll like yours too or pay me this amount of money and i'll help your podcast grow but for me it was you know i see i saw you on there and i was like you know what she's she's posting a lot she's very active she seemed very genuine I listened to your show first and then I reached out to you because I wanted to see what you were about and I was not disappointed. You have such interesting shows and I, and I can go through them and just be like, man, these are, it's like such a, a roller coaster of different things that you do. Do you have a favorite moment from one of your shows? Well, I mean, meeting Yvonne Ridley mm-hmm. is the best, one of the best moments in my life. Like she is to me, like one of my idols, you know, like what she that like done, like she exposed the US and UK. Like this is like governments like George Bush Jr. and Tony Blair, like at the time were the biggest world leaders. And a woman who's a journalist from England did not care to take on such big, you know, a uh, big big Ben. <laughs> the world is on the right curve. Like, do you know what I mean? And she ended up losing out. Like, you know, no one wanted to work with her, stuff like that, because she basically, you know, they tell like, see, like you just sold out your country, mm-hmm. you know, 
And she's just so brave. Like everything that she's done, she worked with the palace. Like she, she was there when they knocked down the wall in palace between Palestine and Israel. She's like one of the only people in the world who has a Palestinian passport who is not Palestinian. They gave it to her because they were like, this woman is remarkable, you know. And she's fighting for injustice, and. Speaking for voiceless people, a lot of the like Muslim people from the third world don't have somebody to speak for them. And her being a Western woman Mm -hmm. and standing with them is is remarkable. And and having her country kind of be like disown disown her, you know, like the UK, even like when the Taliban recently took over Afghanistan, she like no one was calling her. She's the best person to speak to. But because they see her almost like a sellout, right? Mm-hmm. Because she sold out the UK and the US. It's ridiculous. But yeah, so for me, speaking to her was like the best uh, ever. And I, I love her. And she's like, this woman, she goes everywhere. She says how much she loves me. Like, <laughs> But you know, that's that's so cool, though. Like, I, in all honesty, I'm a little jealous. Like, don't get me wrong. I've had amazing interviews. Like, I've talked to to Larry Hankin and Bruce Valanche, who are huge in Hollywood. I've talked to people, um, David Keck from the Surviving Abuse podcast, Justin Arnold, who wrote a book about si- surviving childhood traumas, mm-hmm. Neil Getzlow, who wrote a book about overcoming addiction, especially sexual addiction. Like, it's so cool because podcasting and Twitch and YouTube, and they're great ways to find people to tell stories. And that's, that's what podcasting is. It's telling other people's stories. Mm -hmm. So for you, like Sophia, what is, what is your story? Like, I know we're talking about what you're doing now, but what led you to start doing Twitch and what led you to start being so passionate about all this stuff? I've always been really interested in people and I lived, I grew up in Africa. I've lived in Europe. I've lived in the Middle East. I've lived in India. So I've been around people from different demographics, different religions. And I've seen so much like division because people do not know. So they stereotype. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to like create this podcast to create this bridge between, you know, people like, for example, like Satanism, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Satanism, but I'm not going to go and judge people who are Satanists because of, you know, what I've heard. Maybe they're really bad people. So what I want to do is I want to bring a Satanist on and have them, like, explain what exactly, you know, their beliefs are. So we kind of start to understand, like, all these niches of mm-hmm. different people kind of, yeah, to, like, educate myself not only myself but you know my audience to things that we are we are not familiar familiar with and we might not necessarily know but we're judging them just based on what we've heard you know i love it i mean so just so people know i'm i'm in law enforcement it's part of my job so i i deal with a, a lot of people and it's hard sometimes to to differentiate, especially, you know, America's not exactly famous for its tolerance and its stereotyping. So I'm I'm not going to say much more on that because we want to try and make a positive show too. But one of the coolest things, like I had, I had two interviews in one day. One was with an openly gay man who had been assaulted and, you know, his journey to recovery and dealing with it and facing his attacker. And then I dealt, and then I had an interview with the most right-wing conservative guy in the whole world so it was like two sides of the coins but they were so respectful and so understanding and podcasters are we want to talk to people we want to share our stories and we want to change our the way we view the world right so 
if I say, you know, if I grew up thinking a certain way, I love somebody that challenges me and challenges the way that I see the world and the way that I believe. I think it's a lot of fun to have a conversation with someone. Mm. So, I, some, oh, go ahead. No, I said, I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So and you, you don't base your judgments on what you've heard unless you've actually physically spoken to somebody. Mm -hmm. And also, again, like some one person did something bad to you. You can't judge the entire population. No, I, I totally get it. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate. My wife is my favorite person in the world. She's, you know, she's my wife is black and I'm yeah. I'm so white. I am albino <laughs> yeah. white. Like I am go out into the sun for five minutes, turn bright red, white. Yeah. And you know, for me and her, especially with a lot of the things that have been going on in the world recently, her and I have had amazing conversations where my entire perspective has been shifted and changed. And, it, you know, when you're young, it used to be really easy. Like, this is right, this is wrong, that's it. But now as like adults, we, we have to look at the world in all these different shades of gray where it's like, well, you know, what may be right to me maybe isn't right to somebody else. So yeah. now going back to some of your your work, you do Twitch. Now, I'm again, I'm not familiar with Twitch. I know the general concept. So can you run me through your average Twitch show, like what you do, like what you exactly produce for people to view so the average apart from friday so fridays i do wrestling content which is mainly wwe and with that i just i have a community of wrestling fans so like we watch old school wrestling mm -hmm. from you know the 80s 90s like up until now and then i watch smackdown as well on a friday night That's and there's pay-per-views which is like the big you know, it's like Christmas in the wrestling world. And so I watch that. And then I have a community where everyone's engaging with each other about what is going on in the matches and giving their takes. And it's great. It's great fun. Um, but on the other days, Monday to Thursday, I base I base my streams on a topic. So I'll come up with a topic and then I will go and go online. <laughs> and then I'll be like asking everyone the questions. So like, for example, what is your dream job? And everyone starts, you know, engaging in that dialogue about what their dream job is, you know, even if it's outlandish, you know, like my dream job is a pro, pro wrestler. I'm not a pro wrestler, but if I could choose a job, any job, I would, you know, love to work for the WWE. Mm -hmm. That's that's see, that's so cool. A lot of people, when they think Twitch, they think gaming. Gaming is like the big yeah. thing for Twitch. But to hear somebody that's basically you're hosting your own like talk show on it yeah basically so i know you're very big into wrestling my, my wife loves wrestling so she she was actually very disappointed she she had to work today she couldn't make it for the interview she really wanted to jump in just to talk wrestling with you how did how did that start i've always kind of loved wrestling from childhood i didn't even know side casting was a thing mm -hmm. right so I used to watch wrestling in my own time. I didn't know that you could literally go live and, and talk about wrestling Yep. until I discovered people doing it. And I was like, damn, this looks really fun. I can do that. I watch it anyway. So I might as well go online and talk about, you know, my takes. And it's kind of picking up. And, and it's amazing because even if people don't watch wrestling now, they might have watched it in the 90s and... Mm -hmm. Most of my audience, I would say the demographic is like 25 to 40. So most of them grew up through the Attitude Era, the Stone Colds, the Rocks, the John Cena's. And so it's great that everyone has their, their moment or even older who, who might be like, oh, they like Macho Man and, and share their experiences with wrestling. I think that's a great thing about wrestling is like 
every every era has had their stars and mm-hmm. they're still relevant today you know oh absolutely and you know it's funny because especially you have somebody like the rock or john cena who are, are also really big famous stars now and you have the rock he does he does his show young rock where he you know talks about his childhood growing up in the wrestling world and you see you got your your macho man randy savage you know like all those old school wrestlers that you know they get to see another portrayal of like andre the giant it's it's really interesting and wrestling is its own unique world right and it's about creating a persona and creating the you know your show status like the rock is not like he is in real life like he was on wrestling right yeah so what about like who is your wrestler like your go-to wrestler that like you're the biggest fan of the Undertaker. i love he's my favorite i'm i'm so uh curious to see if he's gonna join the rumble next saturday Mm -hmm. his wife is joining so she's joining the female uh, rumble so it would be unbelievable if he did and then his wife would be in the rumble because we have like Miz and Maurice, Edge and Beth. So all these couples like doing the male and female division. So I think having the Undertaker, would, I, I, I'd die, like I'd pass out. <laughs> that would be really cool. Would you want him on your show too, to interview? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I have Terry, Terry Reynolds coming on before Rumble and she was the original diva from Raw, and she was, you know, associated with Des- Desi and Dustin and that family, the Rhodes. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to speak to her and hear her experiences working at WCW and WWE and, like, the direction of, of the product. is It's changed so much lately, and some people are very disappointed in the direction of where wrestling is less violent you know they want to go back to the 90s (laughs) oh god like it's it it, you know it is interesting because media in in general has it's weird media has either overcompensated with their their safety about it and their what they portray or they just don't care there's no in between like you if i watch something on netflix there's a fair chance that i'm gonna see violence sex drugs like all the the hardcore stuff but if i watch usa network and even if I'm watching wrestling on USA Network, it's yeah. it's relatively I don't want to say tame because those guys are athletes and yeah. you know you you do see them get hurt. Like it it is a dangerous sport and a dangerous profession. But it it's interesting and that's why I like podcasting because we kind of set the the limits on what we want to talk about and it's for yeah. us. Like this show was created to be uncensored, like to talk about the things that we don't normally talk about and to talk to people who have interesting life stories or do interesting things with their careers and their life. And, you know, Twitch, I love Twitch. I had no clue what Twitch was. And now I'm like getting into it and I'm like, man, this is, this is really cool. And now, you know, even just talking to you for a few minutes about wrestling, I was, I got sent back to my childhood. I was like, man, I remember, you know, walking around and doing the, all the hand motions and, you know, asking if you know what the rocks cooking, like all, (laughs) like all that stuff. It's from when we were kids and, I definitely, what do you, do you think wrestling has lost a step though in more recent years? So I think personally, in in order to keep going as a company, they had to take restrictions. The WWE has had deaths, overdoses, 
people having brain CT, right? So like brain damage to the point like Chris Benoit is the biggest thing, right? He had so much brain damage from injuries in wrestling that he ended up killing his whole family, you know, and killing himself. So like we have so much stories like that. I don't know if you've watched Dark Side of the Ring by Vice, but that's a great documentary series where they show the dark side of wrestling and Mm. all the the, like must, the the injuries that people have, right? the drug addictions in order to keep going as a company they had to because people are going to keep on getting brain brain injuries Mm -hmm. and 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 losing it you know even the lady what's her name daphne was on instagram live like last year that she was going to kill herself Hmm. and she had a brain ish like she had ct and she was she wants to donate her brain to a specific brain hospital and then she came off the live and she shoots herself you know yeah and so yeah. i think in in order for them to remain as a sustainable company with these big partnerships with like mattel who produce barbies but they don't want to work with a company that's a death trap mm-hmm. you know the wwe in the, in the 80s and 90s was a death trap you know, and it's funny you say that because unfortunately, especially nowadays, if your product isn't selling other products, nobody wants it. So mm-hmm. like if my, my brother had hundreds of wrestling action figures. They were all mm-hmm. over the place. Like I'd walk, I'd like walk into a room, step on stone called Steve Austin. And I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. crap. But like, that's the thing. Mattel is a huge toy company and still relevant too. even, you know, now that shopping malls and, and buying things in person has gone down, you know. Mattel still produces a ton of toys, a ton of action figures, Barbie being the, obviously their most famous. But, you know, if wrestling's not selling toys, especially to young boys, like, is it, do companies find the value in it still? So it, it's interesting you bring that up because wrestlers are like rock stars. They really are. Absolutely. They yeah. party like rock stars. They keep that persona. Like, it, that's part of the job and it's part of what they do. Uh, and, and like in the eighties, rock stars and wrestlers, they they were on cocaine, they were getting into yeah. bar fights. Like it was it was a crazy time. So it's interesting now that like people are a little bit more aware. You know, first it was the NFL and you know the the damage that it does to their athletes. That was a whole big scandal. So mm-hmm. these guys are athletes. Wrestling fans are not, they don't see it like that, though. Mm-hmm. They think that Vince is actually trying to kill the product. Like, he hates these wrestlers and he wants to destroy them. And it's crazy because him as a businessman, he wants to keep his business going. Mm-hmm. If you have so much deaths under your brand, do you think, like, the government is not going to start intervening and being like, like, why are all these people dying, you know? Right. Um, but wrestling fans don't see it like that. They want to see people being hit with barbed wire and they, you know, and it's it's like, it's like entertainment that you're watching people really suffer and mm-hmm. i'm not really into that blood sports of wrestling and and blading how you know back in the days they used to cut themselves with razor blades in order to bleed a lot and mm-hmm. that's not safe at all and so wrestling fans don't see like that they don't see the health and safety of the wrestlers they think that vince himself the president of the uh, wwe is purposely trying to kill this product and they are stuck in the 90s where they want the stone coals they want they want that era and also the confidence like these guys were high on coke right mm-hmm. so they they were they were more confident than the current roster where they get drug tested and the wwe is really strict on like they're almost like professional athletes well they are professional athletes exactly. where they have to get drug drug tested and stuff there's no like drinking none of that right mm-hmm. 
in comparison to what was before where they were getting drunk and going in the ring and they were confident and I think it's a completely it's a completely different uh, product but I don't think the wrestling fans see it like that you know because I'm active in the in the wrestling communities and they think that Vince himself is purposely trying to kill the WWE or the wrestling community yeah see it's funny because like wrestling especially is mostly it's it's a live sport it's happening as you're watching it and even like you know they they try and do more of the show stuff and like the storylines i i had no clue that wrestling had storylines like <laughs> i had no idea I, when i was younger i thought it was just you know guys getting in yeah. the ring almost like boxing they get in the ring they do their fight call it a day but it, yeah. it's interesting that they have storylines and they have things that are happening and then they do their big show-stopping numbers. Like you'll have, you know, appearances by famous wrestlers or stuff like yeah. that. What has been your favorite, like, big wrestling moment over the past couple of years? What what sticks out in your mind? Brock Lesnar returning mm-hmm. last year. That was amazing. I love Brock so much. I, I, I think he's worth everything that he has, you know, he's the highest paid wrestler in the world, but he has that presence. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah, him returning Bianca and Sasha at WrestleMania was pretty big Two first uh, women of color having the main event ever in wrestling history. That was major. And the match was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see that, you know, like two women of color, I'm mixed race. So I just love seeing that. And Bianca Belair being like one of the biggest female athletes, not just wrestlers, but athletes in the world right now is is amazing. And and it just shows like, you know, WWE always has had their few, not all of them. And I get why people are mad. Like why push a few people? But it is what it is. Like back in the days, there was only one Hulk Hogan and he was the biggest star in the world. Then you had The Rock come and then it was John Cena and now it's Roman. And for the female, it's like, Bianca, I don't I don't know why they can't push every single talent. But yeah, I'm I'm happy to see a woman of color like dominating like the female wrestling space. Bianca Belair is unbelievable. I just love her so much. I think she's so dope. That's awesome. And you know, you bring up a, a very interesting point. Women in media. Now you, like I said, have an incredible social media presence. You're you're very active. You know, I, I can imagine that being an, an active and a, a quote unquote vocal, like, right, you're a very vocal yeah, person. Yeah, you, yeah. you seem like the kind of person that says it how it is and doesn't yeah. sugarcoat, which I respect because I think everybody should be like that. I think less yeah. sugarcoating and more, hey, here's the, you can be direct without being disrespectful, right? Yeah. Like I can tell you how I'm feeling without being an asshole about it. And I think mm-hmm. that's a little bit more of what the world needs. What are some challenges that you face as, you know, as a female, a strong, independent female, a strong, powerful female? What are the, some of the challenges that you've had to deal with personally? I think for me, just because of my body structure, people it's a it's a benefit and it's not a benefit because it's a benefit because it'll get people to listen to you but then there are some people who won't see past that Mm -hmm. and they'll think oh you're just here to to because you're you know you're a female and they might think present like decent or like good looking so they're just that's all they 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 think oh she's only pretty and she's trying to you know pretend she's smart or something like that it's ridiculous so Mm -hmm. that's like a major challenge and what else yeah, that and just like yeah, I think I think the key to it is not wanting 
to be accepted Mm -hmm. because you won't get that like no one not everyone and most people won't even like you and if you're in this space to be accepted do something else like you know because you'll have people purposely try to get under your skin to get a reaction and so you just have to like ignore ignore it and it's tough it is tough like I have my moments even on Twitch where people come in my room and they say really offensive things right and it's like how do you not react you're a human being and when someone is rude to you is instantly you want to react but then you have to think I'm above this and they just they don't know me personally they you know what I mean how can this be personal unless it's somebody you actually know that's a different story but if they don't know you personally they're just purposely trying to get a reaction from you I have people like trying to make me look dumb and stupid all the time Mm -hmm. and I've you know trying to get over the the part where you need everyone to to think you're something you just you know acceptance like as long as you accept yourself that's all that matters I think yeah you know my like I said my wife and I like to game we we actually game together she won't ever go on the microphone she'll never talk to anybody because the second people find out that she's a girl People start making offense. It's really easy behind a screen, right? It's really yeah. easy from you know, even sitting here podcasting behind a microphone, behind a computer. But I like the mentality that you have. Like you're you do a show and it's your show. If people want to come on and be assholes, see you later. Like it's not it's not my fault. It's them being just childish people. And you know, we'll yeah. we'll be honest. Men suck. Men yeah. like I, I can yeah. say that. And I can say that as somebody who you know, when I was in my 20s, I'm sure I was not always polite and I'm sure I was yeah. not always the, the best person. And and we learn and we grow and we build relationships that, you know, and the right people call us out in the right way. You know, there, there are behaviors before I got married that wouldn't fly now. So mm. it's it's an interesting thing. And, you know, we've dealt with it on our own show where people are like, well, we don't like your product. And I say, don't listen to it then. Mm. Like we, we have a show where it's our expression. It's, it's us trying to to talk to the world and talk with the world and learn. If you don't like it, that's cool. See you later. Have a good life. Enjoy, you know, find something that makes you happy. So, mm. you know, we're, we're running a little low on time. So I just want my last question, my favorite question to ask anybody, especially because I feel like you got some things brewing. What's next for Sophia V? Where are we going to see you? What are your goals for the next couple of months, if not the next couple of years? Okay, so obviously keep on getting like amazing guests, get better at podcasting, 11 episodes in, but I have like some really amazing guests lined up. So I'm trying to grow that. Um, I don't know what direction I I have with the wrestling. There's no structure because I, that's kind of like my hobby that I'm actually streaming. So I don't see that as part of my job. You know, I don't have to to, to go on and watch SmackDown. I don't get nothing for, for it. Just mm-hmm. laugh, like laughs. That's all I get. Like, and I enjoy it. So I don't really have a direction for the wrestling side casting. I'm, I don't want to become a wrestling podcaster. So I'm not taking it serious. A lot of people say, why don't you do shows of wrestling? Like mm-hmm. I do that for fun. And when it becomes work, then I won't like wrestling anymore. Right. I'm not analytical when it comes to wrestling. I just watch it to have fun. I don't watch every every aspect and I'm like, <gasps> you know what I mean? So with the wrestling, it's just fun. And I enjoy it. But with the podcasting, it's something I take serious. The guests are going to be even better. The episodes are going to be even better. And yeah, just keep on growing. I don't know eventually will I stay on Twitch. I'm not sure because Twitch isn't the best platform mm-hmm. for podcasting. 
just because when you repurpose the audio, it's not as good as it would be if you were just recording. But for now, it is on Twitch. I don't know in the future if I will stop streaming it live because the audio isn't the best and I want to give people the best. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like even when I do Zoom, I have a separate program running the audio just in case because you never know, especially with Zoom nowadays, it's it's always kind of, it can be a little iffy. But why don't you tell our listeners how they can find some of your products? Okay, so you can find my podcast on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Sophia. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sophia, so it's S-O-P-H-I-A. And Instagram and Twitter is the same, Vocal Mind Sophia. And yeah, that's it really. (laughs) Thank you. And if you guys are on our social media, we constantly post people that we've talked to, people that we're interviewing, when shows are coming out. Because for those of you guys who don't know, we record a lot of our shows almost a month in advance. Like that that's how busy the podcast has become. So like right now it's it's the end of January. You'll probably hear be hearing this episode in the middle of February just nice. because like and that's how we do our structure. So we want to thank you Sophia for uh, taking some time out to chat with us. This was so much fun and and enlightening. Like this is a lot of stuff that I don't know about. So to have somebody on here and you're so, you're so passionate. Like as soon as I brought up wrestling like <laughs> We're not doing video, just so you guys know, because um, just technical. But I could hear it in your voice, just the light up, like, yeah. like as soon as I brought it up, like just suddenly your tone, like, was like <laughs> just a little bit different, and it, it was really exciting. And I love when people get excited about what they're talking about, because otherwise, it's like you said, this turns into almost a robotic back and forth interview where it's like I ask a question, you answer; I ask another question, you answer. So to have like the fun yeah. conversation is always a lot of fun. So thank exactly. you. Thank you for uh, bringing a little bit of passion to the show today. I really excited. It really made it exciting for us. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Sophia. We wish you the best and hopefully we'll have you back on again soon. For sure. Definitely. Have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Man, she was pretty cool. Like Sophia was, was again, for those of you guys who obviously you just listened I'm in a lot of different podcasting groups. I'm in a lot of different promotional groups. I have, you know, we have a publicist for the show. And when you go on any sort of social media, women, you know it exceptionally well. There's going to be bots. There's going to be scams. There's going to be people trying to exploit and take advantage. And the fact is we got to chat with Sophia just because she was a genuine person on social media. And that's what gravitated our shows together. So we really hope uh, if you guys enjoyed the interview, you go check her out. Make sure you tell her that we sent you and you heard her on our show because we would love to have her back on. I know my wife wants to talk wrestling with her because she's a huge fan, producer Melanie. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in today. This was a great episode and a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can find us on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different content, including reviews, podcasts, photos of us, about us, our affiliates page, where if you guys are looking to become a podcast affiliate or start your own show, you can actually do it through us and through our website with our support and our our backing with you guys. So check that out or reach out to us anytime, misfitfaction at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, The Misfit Faction. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube, all the different social medias. Just type in Misfit Faction. You'll probably find us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.